0: Hey, folks, welcome and thanks for listening to episode 20 of Dipsomania, the podcast about booze and cocktail culture. I'm Jake, and this time Lance and I are discussing the Gibson and why the hell it even deserves to have its own name. We hope you enjoy. And good afternoon, Jake. Cheers.
1: And thank you for joining me in this because I sensed from your reaction this is not even on your list not even it's not even an i don't even know certainly not a favorite uh
0: yeah um i've so we're having gibson's um which i joked before we started is basically a ruined martini um i don't like onions that much okay Um, uh this is is this the only one
1: that has onions in it well, I guess you could do a bloody Mary with onions, as sure, well. that would make it's sense, good. but uh but yeah, I don't know what else the cocktail onions are for, uh-uh, I can't imagine um now, I have some uh unusual they're not unusual they're they're different cocktail onions, these are sweet, mm cocktail onions
0: interesting i I honestly don't know what mine tastes like, so that'll be part of the experience for me mm.
1: So these are uh, called mixed sweet onions, and I guess they're only uh, a gentleman. I had to read up on them a little bit. He felt that cocktail onions kind of suck, like you do, um, <laughs> because they're little chewy bits of sour without any kind of character, or or they don't add anything to a drink. And he he does like onions, so he I don't know if he invented this or if this is based on a recipe that maybe had existed before um but they're they're it's more rather than being in vinegar they're kind of in a in a syrup interesting
0: yeah i i do love like cooked onions i cook with onions all the time i just don't snack on onions and don't especially like raw onions and uh pickled onions just strike me as very strange so i mostly <laughs> avoid them
1: well, there is a there's a character on Agents of Shield right now who's this Russian. He's actually several androids now, but right. he, he drinks vodka and then sniffs an onion.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't tried that, but it seems like a waste of an onion.
0: It does. It does. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, has German heritage and will just snack on raw onions all day long if you let her. Mm. <laughs>
1: and i saw that you're using mazetta which are perfectly fine yes and actually very good they're very plump and kind of crunchy which is what mm-hmm. you, you don't want you don't want a soggy limp disgusting uh, all, uh onion yep same with olives i suppose at least for me sure i want it, i want a bit of a bite to it yeah. i don't want a little snap
0: wanna... you want a little <laughs> snap
1: yeah you don't want icky ugh, olives
0: <laughs> but uh yeah so the gibson really is just a martini um it's Missing bitters. There's no bitters, so if, there is no bitters. If you're a traditionalist with your martini and use orange bitters in that, uh, you're gonna miss that here. I used a really interesting gin uh, called Opier, and uh, mm-hmm. it's got uh, lots of uh, Oriental in quotes because <laughs> that's a problematic word, I guess. Um, it is spices and things in it. So,
1: Well, actually, you can use Oriental in that sense. My understanding is Oriental is for things. Asian is for people.
0: Right. So Oriental spices, spices from the Orient. Mm-hmm. Um How did it turn out? It's delicious. It's really good gin. It's got lots of stuff you can pick <laughs> up, you know, cumin and coriander and stuff like that. Really like it. Really recommend it.
1: And I I I'm also not familiar with the vermouth that you used.
0: Yeah, that's a Spanish vermouth uh which I recommend both their dry and their sweet vermouth. Uh and it comes in liter bottles. So go Spain.
1: Mm. Yeah, I tried to pick up some actually coincidentally Spanish uh vermouth this week at uh my local liquor store and they had zero. Oh no. At none. Uh, so I'm um, I, I, I'm still on a search for it. I probably need to go to K&L or someplace with a bigger selection, because uh, the the cask that I go to down um, near the Ferry Building is a not a big storefront. Although the other store wasn't very big either. Right. Um, and uh, f- for things like they have a huge bitter selection, but for vermouth they only carry the standard what you would expect anybody uh-huh. else
0: to carry. Um, you, you should suggest they expand their horizons
1: <laughs> i have done so in the past but i don't think my word carries much weight oh, with them,
0: that's a shame
1: because i told them to replace the creme de violette that they have in stock which is that in my opinion terrible bubble gum flavored tall
0: the rothman and winters or whatever yeah yep
1: yeah. um but they don't sell much of that anyway so they you know they're not going to move more by improving that probably no so I did I did some research on the Gibson. Uh, primarily I wanted to know where the phrase Gibson girl started or came from or what it means. Uh it and I am most familiar with that from the film All About Eve, uh mm-hmm. when they're at a party and uh, one character remarks to the other that you're a Gibson girl and my assumption was that maybe the Gibson was meant to be um lighter than a martini or smaller or something and maybe the onions took up more room but i couldn't i actually couldn't find any any origination for that term have you heard gibson girl before or am i making this up
0: no i have heard that phrase um i i can't say i had any notion of like what it goes back to though
1: well I do I have another theory and this is based on the uh, no again this is an old cocktail nobody really knows where it came from but there are several stories that uh, when people uh, were at a cocktail party and everyone at that point was drinking martinis some uh, of the people who wanted to keep a level head would say I only put water in my glass but you need to mark it somehow so I know it's my glass. So they put an onion in uh-huh. instead of the olive Yeah. so that a Gibson was actually just water and onions.
0: That's funny.
1: Uh, and I don't know when it switched over to like, uh, well, I might as well have a martini. But now I can't – it can't seem like I wasn't having martinis before. So right. <laughs> keep, keep putting onions in it.
0: Yeah, so I'm just skimming uh, an article on Slate and
1: uh... – Live in person?
0: Yeah. Um, Apparently, the earliest published recipe for the Gibson called for no garnish at all. Hmm. So I have no idea how you would differentiate a Gibson from a martini if it weren't for the garnish.
1: And there's also, again, some discrepancy about who Gibson was. Um, Some say it was uh, Charles Dana Gibson... uh, who challenged Charles Connolly, who was a bartender of the Players Club in New York, to improve upon a martini? So he just stuck all, oli- uh, uh, sorry, onions in it rather than olives, <laughs> and said, "There, it's better." Uh, another one may be that there was a an onion farmer in California, uh, and it was mentioned in 1857 uh, about his farm, uh, and uh, again there is. Uh, Uh, another gentleman, uh, who's a a banker here in San Francisco, whose name was Gibson. And he was the one who did the, uh, just put, just put water in it instead Uh of onions. And, and then it's my drink and now it's a Gibson and it may have originated here in San Francisco at the Bohemian club, which is still in existence. Uh, and do you know that you've heard of the Bohemian grove? Where like muckety mucks go occasionally up in this up in the redwoods, and it's a private reserve, and they all go there and hang out
0: okay uh, i don't I actually don't know about that okay,
1: well, now you do sort of <laughs> um, and like presidents are members, and it's very hard, it's a very exclusive club. Um, but they give um, more opportunity to artists. Uh, originally, it was started by several newspaper people here in San Francisco who wanted a place to hang out and talk politics without the politicians. Uh-huh. And Bohemian, hence the name Bohemian. So if you, if you were in the arts, uh, you got preferential treatment. and it was, uh, And the means of you joining the club was you basically had to perform. So you would come into the Bohemian Club and you'd put on your show or you'd tell some jokes or whatever. And, and that thread more or less continues to this day, uh, particularly at the Bohemian Grove, where you're one of the rules. Again, this is all I don't know that this comes from anybody, any member, because the membership is very exclusive and it's hard to get in. But they claim that. um it, it, so you leave your business outside. You're not allowed to come in and talk about business at all. This is a place to relax and hang out. Uh, it was originally exclusively for men. That is no longer the case. Uh, right. They they still have a club off of Union Square here, a six story Mason building. Um, but now the the at least the membership is open to I suppose if you're a, a rich Republican female um, because they're the ones who have money. Right. Uh, and that's that is. Maybe as well where the Gibson comes from, but nobody, again, they didn't write these things down necessarily.
0: Right. And apparently, uh, it's the favorite drink of Sandra Bullock's character on The Net from 1995, which Hmm. is hilarious to me. I vaguely remember that,
1: except it was, I think it's one of the movies with an enhancement scene. Where they had to zoom in on things. Was she a hacker?
0: She was a hacker.
1: She wasn't being hacked. She was the hacker. I think, she, I think
0: she was fighting hacker. hackers. I don't know. She was the anti-hacker.
1: <laughs> we may need to go back and take a look at that.
0: Uh, probably not.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. It'll be fun.
0: You do enjoy bad movies. Mm-hmm.
1: And I enjoy a Gibson. Um, uh, and actually, I did not know until I did this little bit of research for episode that you don't put bitters in it. Right. That seems weird, i thought a, I thought that was mandatory. That's what a cocktail is
0: well i mean the the classic cocktail is a spirit um, sugar, water, and bitters, so
1: this is not a classic cocktail
0: no hmm. um,
1: another another point against it, I suppose
0: well, I mean, it fits in with martinis and manhattans it's that model um it's the vermouth and spirit
1: Mm -hmm. i and i only suggested it because i i do view it as a classic i have fond memories of it from a lot of classic films of of the 40s and 50s Mm -hmm. um and uh it also gives us an opportunity to drink more gin
0: sure and I, I I have some doozies like I I chose the Opir for this one, and I got the uh, Saint George terroir for my next round.
1: Wow, you are adventurous.
0: Well, it's a savory drink with the onion, right? So I figure mm-hmm. I want interesting. That is a good point. Uh, botanical gins. So,
1: I'm I'm going to try a barrel aged gin next.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Uh, and I can't remember whose it is, but I'll, I'll remember later when I have it. And I did, I, I took the opportunity to count my gins. I'm, I'm up to 11 gins.
0: Holy cow. I know. Nice job.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> this, uh, the gin I'm using today is called Rose Gin. It's a Scottish gin. Um, I'm sorry. It's not Rose Gin. It's Love Gin. Love. Love. Um, From and supposedly. Be- Mill. Correct. Um, and supposedly, and I haven't tried this yet, but if you use it in a gin and tonic, it turns pink. Hence the name. Ooh. There's one of the botanicals in it operates oddly. I haven't tried it. I can't. I can't verify this.
0: Well, I mean, that really depends on the tonic situation, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'll say yes. What, what What sort of tonic would turn the magic gin pink i'm i do not know i can do some research to get back to you on that <laughs> i'm
1: i'm I, like i said it could be apocryphal they could have just making shit up right to sell more gin and i bought it because even though i haven't actually tried it for what it's supposed to be used for sure apparently. well how does it taste in your gibson it is lovely it is a bit floral on the nose as they mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. um and uh I'm wondering, so I use those sweet onions, I'm wondering, and I do, I also have <laughs> three different kinds of onions I can choose wow. from. Wow! I know, crazy.
0: Do you routinely have Gibsons, or do you use them for something else? I
1: don't, but I do like cocktail onions, I, I just like them, um, and it, I think it's two things, one I just, I tend to like uh, savory things over sweet things anyway, right. I will, I mean I will also just eat olives. Um, but also it reminds me of growing up when uh, at Christmas and other family gatherings, you know, they used to make those tray of like it would have gherkins and olives and yeah. it would have green olives and black olives. And it would also have cocktail onions. And no one would eat the cocktail onions but me. I really I really enjoy them. So interesting. So the three kinds I have. Do, are the do you these, make
0: yourself a little snack with like olives and onions and whatever else you have? I up? haven't
1: lately, although, um, I think now that I am, um, <laughs> I don't want to use the word reliant now that, now that I am in the practice of using m- marijuana, um, <laughs> I might imbibe more because the, it is those, it's just, it's just those little, it's like a little, you need a little something mm-hmm. to, to, you don't want to go crazy all like with Oreos or whatever. And then you'll just, it'll, you won't stop. <laughs> but if if you have like a little something and it is like I'll have uh an an, uh, an a cocktail onion and I, for some reason uh and maybe this is just me but I don't think so everything just tastes more intense mm. when you're when you're a little bit buzzed.
0: So have you heard about the Stoner podcast? I have not. Uh people say it's actually really really good. Um but it's all about People who imbibe with the weed.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are several. It's very uh, obviously. I'm I'm in kind of a weed central. I mean, they grow it by the ton north of here, and you can smell it walking down any old street here, and nobody gives a shit. Um, I I have become much more of a fan of the edibles than the smoking of it. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Because you can you can control you get you get to know how much you want or need and also the different types or the balance thereof. And it's all very, um, it's, it's like a buffet. Yeah. Like what kind (laughs) of high do I want today? And how high do I want to get?
0: And, but at the same time, I've heard more horror stories from edibles than any other.
1: Oh, completely. It's, it's the delayed reaction because you take, if the, Literally, probably everybody the first time they take it, they wonder what's the big deal? This isn't seem to be working, but it takes between an hour and an hour and a half before it really before your system kicks in, whereas when you smoke it, it's nearly instantaneous. so if you think that eating it equals smoking it, it totally does not, and probably everyone's gonna make that mistake initially, where well, I ate some about an hour ago, I feel nothing, I'm gonna eat some more, and then yeah you're you're whammied by by all of it so Advice to anybody who's curious or, or hasn't done edibles. It does take a while to kick in. Probably the maximum that I do is, is a 10 milligram dose. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the edibles, that's what they, I mean, they figured that out too. So there's like, there's gummies and I have right. chocolate covered blueberries and chocolate covered espresso beans, uh, chocolate bars. Oh yeah, there it's, <laughs> you can, it's amazing what they're doing with, with uh, cannabis now. Uh-huh. Even though this is a liquor podcast, so but enough said about that. But um, I I probably would just eat cocktail onions. I, I'm not sure what they would do to my stomach. It seems like that's a lot of acid. But
0: right. So I just while you were talking, uh, ate my onion and I actually quite enjoyed it. It was delicious. So do you think
1: it was the drink that helped it along, or?
0: Um, actually, I noticed it infused the drink as we were drinking. Um so you started to pick up the onion flavor a little bit in the mm-hmm. cocktail. And um so maybe that primed me a little bit, but that was a tasty pickled onion. Like I enjoyed that. And Yeah, they're good, Jake. They're I haven't good. I haven't tried in years. It's it's been literally maybe a decade since I tried a Gibson.
1: Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. No, I do it more often than that for sure. I, I because I do <laughs> I, I, I do treat it like another martini. So what is my garnish today? Most of my friends do a twist. I prefer olives. But on occasion, like I said, I've got three kinds. And one of them is this big jar. <laughs> this is going to get really nerdy. One of them is this big jar that I bought at Renfair.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and she she had a lot of pickled things. Sure. And I saw her big jar of pickled olives or onions. And I'm like, I need that and it's they are great because she put a lot of botanicals in there as well. Okay. So it's got some uh anise and uh some even chili pods and all kinds of stuff. Those are excellent. There're so many of them. It's like a it's like a it's big, a big a jar. Yeah. It is a big jar, but
0: that's uh, so uh what's what's stopping people from like alternating olives and onions on a pick and just
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say that most people know and are know and are familiar with a martini, even from like a cinematic point of view because right. it looks it looks like a martini and you want the olives in it. Uh, I'm not even sure how many people eat the olives or how many people just, although there are the dirty martinis, so people yeah. obviously do like the brine yep. brininess. Um, and I'm I wonder if just uh, people don't think about or know about uh, that substituting in a, a different garnish changes the the name of the drink, which is something I, I also want to talk about. Like why
0: it is uh, just, it is literally just changing the garnish; and it's, it's a different uh, yes. drink. Why? So what are
1: the? Uh, how did I, that
0: happen? The the way I made my Gibson was a two to one gin to vermouth, like classic martini. That's exactly what I did. Yep. You could argue about bitters, but it's a classic martini. And other recipes I saw were even drier than that. It was like two and a half and a half. But it's just a dry martini with an onion in it.
1: And I, and mine was super lazy. I didn't really even stir it. I basically put the gin and the vermouth <laughs> in the and just kind of swirled it around. I'm like, that's good. That works, and then you put the uh, all onions in, and you're done. Yeah, it's quick and easy. It's really simple. Maybe the next one. I think I'm gonna shake it. Cause I'm gonna get the little slivers of ice and really go to town on the next one.
0: Uh, with your barrel aged gin.
1: With my barrel aged gin. Well, and I also have. I wonder what like burn a burn the blanc- whole place down. What a rem- <laughs> what a blanc vermouth would would do instead of a dry vermouth.
0: Well, I mean that'll sweeten it up a bit. Like you'll lose that salinity.
1: Um, mm. Does that technically count as a as a martini if you're not using dry vermouth? What is it?
0: Uh, I don't d- know. Don't, don't know. know. I mean, what 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 would like a gin and sweet vermouth martini be?
1: Hmm. That's I don't was it's 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 approaching a Manhattan, right? But it's gin. It isn't. Yeah. Isn't what I, it is what its that a drink? I. I mean, there, there, it must be,
0: I mean, the Martinez, the Martinez uses sweet vermouth, but it uses old Tom gin very specifically. Yes. Any, any recipe I see that actually doesn't call for old Tom gin, I burn that website and never go back. It's good to, it's good to have
1: uh, standards. There you go, that was the word um i am so I am now looking uh on oh what no gib gin not gib <laughs> i'm I'm doing a little googling while we while we talk to see what I can figure out here um oh, this seems wrong, so there is a- initially there is a site that says a a martinez is equal parts gin and sweet vermouth right uh it does specify the gin should be old tom yeah so that that works but um but
0: equal parts is wrong
1: equal parts is what it says here
0: i don't think that's right
1: and it says you can even go higher on the vermouth two parts to one
0: uh flip it upside down sure
1: with a teaspoon of maraschino liqueur and a dash of angostura that doesn't that doesn't sound right yeah no that seems very sweet you're already going sweet, and you're sweeting, you're sweeting it up.
0: <laughs> going too sweet. So the Wikipedia page, meanwhile, on the Gibson, is so conflicted. Like it talks about some bartenders' guides gave the recipe as fifty-fifty, and others claim it the Gibson was the dry martini, and the onion was to distinguish it from traditional martinis. Hmm. Uh, like. Then nobody knows. Nobody so, knows. I think. I think this is why it's just sort of fallen off the map. I really don't think drinkers know about the Gibson these days.
1: Does it deserve to be known? What do you What do you think there? Well, I I, I, I think the I don't know that that the that the, the, the differences are so distinct that it like so with a martini, a martini is already such a variable. Like the different bitters you can use, the different gins you can use, the different gins you can use, they're all gonna yield a different drink. This, by pulling out the bitters, so immediately it's going to be less um, varied, Varied? variable? Variable. Variable, yeah. (laughs) I've only had one, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I swear to God. And I'm not high, unusually, for a weekend. I, I'm I'm doing a little Gibson girl. There's a giant article about the Gibson girl at Wikipedia, which I did not peruse, and now I wish that I had because I didn't expect there to be. Was this it like much. a
0: modeling agency or something? No.
1: So it turns out that a Gibson girl has nothing to do with the drink. Okay. Uh, there was a an illustrator called Charles Dana Gibson, and he used to draw pictures of pinup girls. Uh huh and they all had similar aspects to them in that their hair was up, pulled up into, into a kind of a almost a bee's nest of hair. Um, they had like the bee stung lips, very cherry red and-, and, and Oh yeah,
0: I see, I see. It's like
1: the lazy eye, so- They're
0: like Victorian has, though. Like-
1: they are a bit, uh, but I have always, because I don't know what I'm talking about generally in life, uh, associated Gibson girls with the drink. I thought it was that when you came in, the the ladies had Gibsons and the men had martinis.
0: Yeah, this this is like uh, late eighteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds. So
1: I wonder if it changed over time. So when this went out of fashion, but the Gibson was still around, they just changed it to. So Gibson. how
0: how how? So in in the context of. The movie that you were talking about—what uh, was it? All about Eve? Or... Yes, all about Eve. So the question was: You're a Gibson girl, aren't you? Like, what's the context there? Um,
1: the the context was they were at a cocktail party, and uh, they were there was uh, a maid going around with a tray of drinks, and one a man turns to his wife and says, "You're a Gibson girl, aren't you?" And she takes the cocktail.
0: Oh, so that had absolutely nothing to do with the Gibson girl.
1: No, it had to do. It definitely had to do with the cocktail. That's funny. Uh, and in a black and white film, I couldn't tell exactly what was in the with the drink, obviously. But right. I I I appreciate a Gibson because it's different.
0: Well, I have to tell you that was a really tasty onion, and I am. Uh, I really want to start doing onion and olive. In a martini,
1: ooh, a little combo to see what happens with the two brines, so to speak. Yeah. Although I guess I guess it's a pickling brine and a brining brine. Well, I'm ready for I'm ready for round two. If you want to run into that experiment headlong,
0: um, yeah.
1: If you're not ready, we we can we can chat some more about. No, I,
0: I'm absolutely ready. I'm just trying to think because uh, I'm switching to the terroir, so.
1: You don't have to. It's a free world. I know well, you pre-planned this, but I, now you've I, discovered. I really
0: want to, but I, I. Yeah.
1: Because I kind of also want to do a twist And an in an onion and see what happens.
0: Ooh, that sounds really good too. <laughs> a little citrus, a little. Citrus. I know.
1: I know, right? See. Okay,
0: you do that, and I'll do the olive, and we'll compare notes.
1: Okay, we'll be right back.
0: Cheers! Cheers. You can see my double garnish. Ooh, you got three onions and a twist. That's amazing.
1: Uh, I know. I'm talented.
0: Mm. Ooh.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the gin? Uh, this is mm. Spirit Works Barrel Age Gin. Okay. Uh, I believe they're up in Sebastopol, but I could be wrong. Uh, Spirit Work stuff is, is great. All of their stuff is great. I, I highly I, recommend it. I hear it.
0: that pretty much universally. I haven't actually tried it. Like I have access to it, but I just haven't gotten around to it.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I'd put it right up there uh, with Four Pillars.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And their barrel-aged is, as most barrel-aged gins are, a little weird.
0: Right.
1: But it really it's really working here.
0: And you mm-hmm. stuck with the Dolan?
1: I did. I don't have a lot of dry gins, it turns out. I have Vermouth. Two other Blancs and I have like three sweet vermouths because they can vary so much. But I've just got the Dolan you right have, now.
0: You have two Blancs.
1: I do. I have the Carpano Blanc and I have the Dolan Blanc.
0: The Carpano Blanc is a Pretty awesome vermouth. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I've got the lillet, Lilette? lillet,
0: mm-hmm. lillet. Hmm. <laughs> lillet. I think I always go with lillet, but we butcher everything, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Um. So yeah, I switched to the uh, terroir, and uh, it's it's a whole different drink for sure. Um. I think I preferred the first one with the opier. Um, mm. but I'm not mad at this at all. when I switched up the
1: onions, these are just um more more generalized conch- <laughs>
0: <laughs> not specialized yeah so i I have the same brand olive as my onion, the Mazetta or whatever it is mm-hmm. um they make nice, big pimento stuffed olives which is what i like in my martinis
1: oh really i always i use generally a an unpitted olive and they're either picholine picholine
0: picholine yeah Yeah.
1: uh and then there's these other really fat uh ones which i believe are italian um that they use here at absinthe um and they're they're giant and buttery and great
0: Mm. i just love a pimento stuffed olive Especially in a martini, like it it's the classic like it's it's if you were to do an illustration of a martini, it would have a pimento stuffed olive,
1: very so. definitely. do you have other stuffed olives, the blue cheese and the almond and the lemon and there's a ton you can get
0: yeah, I've played with that uh and from time to time, I get in a mood um, I, I will say my favorite thing, my favorite like martini experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, was at a chop house steakhouse. It was actually the Boulder chop house. Um, and uh, they had, I think, I feel like I've told this story before, but they had a sort of metal contraption with olive bowls. <laughs> yes, you like have, a, but it's like worthwhile. a tree of olives and each, each bowl had like three or four, of different types of olive, and they just left it on the table, so that you could, you know, spear them and put them in your martini, and it was like blue cheese and garlic stuffed and all the things. The problem is for home bartendering, um you tend not to drink a huge volume of martinis, so mm-hmm. so those olives tend to hang out, and and the more exotic. Stuffed olives don't really hold up that well. No.
1: Yeah. Things get cloudy and mushy. And mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree. Um, especially that, especially actually, like
0: the cheese, the blue cheese <laughs> stuffed olives. Like you need to tear through those. Um,
1: I find that's true of almost any olive. Like once you've opened that jar, they immediately start to like get like, I, I'm bleh. And, yeah, I don't like a mushy olive. I mean, it still tastes like an olive, but you want you want it to bite back a little bit. Yeah. It should be meaty.
0: On oh, these, uh, I wish I knew for sure, but the Mazetta or whatever the brand is, these are like good snappy green olives with oh. good pimento. So, I mm-hmm. enjoy them. And they're available, like the, you mm. know supermarket has them so i will say
1: i think because of the construction of the onion it really holds its flavor better than an olive does where the olive tends to take on the other stuff happening in there this has that protective outer shell of an onion and then you've got all those little layers and they're all just holding in the onioniness and and,
0: it gets crunchier towards the center i mean Mm -hmm. I didn't notice on your first drink, but on this drink, you have crunchy ass onions. Like you are—they
1: totally are. <clears throat> and the when other,
0: I, when I was eating my onion, I actually had to step back from the mic
1: <laughs> because no. so it's, it's much a crunching ex- was happening. A sensory experience. Give them everything. Give it in. Do it. These are again. The mazzettas are great. Um, these, I think, I. Picked up uh, at our little organic store, so I don't know if they're organic or not, but they're a brand I've never heard of and it's like a it's a pretty big jar and they're so I do tend to, i mean there are some onions that are too onion- y if that makes sense right and uh these just get the like that little shot of like vinegar and acid and mm-hmm. it plays so well off of all the other things going on in the glass.
0: So I will say this. I recently learned a trick in terms of uh, handling raw onion for, say, on a salad or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's, That's just to rinse it in cold water after it's sliced or prepared, however. Rinse it in cold water. That sort of gets the sulfur stuff rinsed off it. So you just get that sweet with a little bit of a bite. And I actually like raw onion if it's rinsed like that.
1: Hmm. So you go ahead and pre-slice it and then you rinse it.
0: Yeah. Oh. Huh. I hadn't heard of that. And it it makes a world of difference. I I really don't like raw onion. Um hmm. but you but like you I like love, cooked onion. I love cooked onion. I I routinely spend a weekend just making caramelized onions so I have it as a condiment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. That's a that's a decent weekend actually.
0: Yeah, the whole house just smells like onions for at least a week.
1: And yeah. the French fried onions, like the like the French's onions that you normally put on mm-hmm. uh, uh green bean, green bean casserole. casserole. Yes. I, I just eat that shit.
0: I love that green bean casserole. That's such a sense memory to my childhood, to Thanksgiving. And
1: Yeah, people put it down, but it is very satisfying and simple. Yes.
0: It's cream, cream of mushroom of, soup. Cream of mushroom soup saves green the world. Beans.
1: And you need to use frozen green beans. If you use fresh ones, it doesn't work. No, yeah, no. No, it's got to be it's it's got to be white trash as white trash as you can make it.
0: Well, I mean, that goes for all casseroles.
1: Hmm. You know, I'm not a big casserole in California.
0: Well, you have no reason to be a casserole person, nor do does, I really, because it's just Heather and I it's like we have no reason to make a casserole. We're not feeding a like farming family of eight.
1: But it gets cold <laughs> there. It and does. I, I, I think a casserole, like on the table, just like wafting heat off of it, and it's got like tater tots and corn and all kinds of shit going on.
0: And I will say, the best casseroles also make awesome leftovers. You can just cut off a wedge of it and put it in the microwave, and it's great. Um,
1: it's like our lasagna.
0: Yeah, I I make a tuna noodle surprise. That's see off the I chance. knew, I knew you had chance. it in you. What's well, I, the?
1: Sur- I don't want to ask what the surprise is. You uh, have to surprise me. There
0: really is no surprise. It's just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't tell on my mother, but she's Uh-oh. a terrible, terrible cook. She's a terrible cook. I I don't hold that against her. Um, it wasn't something that that like it was important to her. She was a working mom, uh-huh. and w- we really enjoyed it when she went through the drive-through at Burger King and brought home burgers and fries. That was yeah. like, yay! Yeah. <clears throat> But when she did attempt to cook, it, it, it was a lot. Again, not a lot of time. She's working for a living, single mom, and a lot of it was frozen bird's eye, like vegetable medley, and mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. like can of tuna heated up over the stove. With um, and she would make creamed tuna on toast, which was terrible. It's so wretched. It's a it's disgusting. disgusting tuna creamed tuna on toast so the toast soaks it up and becomes this like wet oh i can't uh, even. yeah that's that is the face i'm sure that we all made but it was cheap right you'd like a can of tuna yeah, and, yeah. um but her her version of casserole um
0: what was your mother's age when you were uh say 10 like...
1: Um, so I was her second marriage. So I have a sister, a half sister who's 10 years older than I am. Oh, wow. Okay. So my mother, when I was 10, was probably 40.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, she's still alive. She's 89 now. Good for her. Yes, exactly. She's hanging in there. She hates Trump so much. Oh, my God. She, she, oh, my. Oh, no, 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 no. But isn't uh, she
0: conservative in general?
1: She's racist in general. I don't know that oh, she's okay. conservative right. in general.
0: Well, I mean, that's code.
1: Those, I guess, those two things don't necessarily <laughs> have to have to get married. Um, but, and and also, she's she she is the cat lady on the block. She is the old get off my lawn. Right. She's she's into that stereotype like a lot. She's uh-huh. she's lived her life. She doesn't have to put up with that shit anymore. Like
0: kids. Oh, I'm still in
1: Bakersfield? Bakersfield, yes. In the house I grew up in, but... Seriously? Yes, she's still there. I don't know why. All of us left.
0: Is she by herself? Like, just on her own, or...?
1: She is, and she loves it. Wow. Uh, We've asked about, like, getting some help in, or, you know, do you want to... My brother invited her to move in with him. He's got a nice condo in in San Jose. And she's like, no, I want to... I like being in my house. I I like being by myself. I, I watch the... Uh, you know, Nick at night And, and, yeah. and I, I got my reruns, I got my programs She's perfectly okay um, Yeah. Not, even not, though she's approaching 90
0: Well, I mean, not, not to get too dark with it But I, I had a great aunt uh, Who was an alcoholic And lived by herself in Colorado Springs And was known within the family To, like, drink her, you know, Stoli or whatever And yep. then... <laughs> And then crawl to bed just so she wouldn't break her hip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she was planning. She was thinking. Like, she had made her des- decisions and this was how. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom. Ma- she mean, lived to be 90-something. And
1: <laughs> Amazon is wonderful. I mean, she, my mom can order literally anything from Amazon. She's, she's a chocoholic. She loves chocolate. At this point, she's pretty much lost all of her teeth. Uh-huh. And and she lives alone, so she doesn't really care about putting in the dentures. Sure, but she gets a lot of uh, like she she like I mean it, it's like I don't need to be healthy anymore. She still smokes. She's always been a smoker. She still smokes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's still drinking coffee, down in the caffeine. Like like as far as lifestyle things go, she hasn't really changed any of that.
0: But she's not into the booze, is she?
1: She was never really big into the booth. She she did like going to bars. She okay. liked meeting people at bars and hanging out and and I think I mentioned she had a giant purse that she would steal a lot of their glassware and <laughs> bring it bring it home and yes. we had quite a collection. We had some pilsner glasses and be, like beautiful glassware. Um so tip for for the ladies and maybe guys now. I mean, you got backpacks. I'm just saying if you do find a glass you like
0: I walk around with a messenger bag.
1: <laughs> I am I I don't I I don't want to say you should steal anything, but you could. That's an opportunity. good. It it's a tradition, <laughs> I think. And and they're going to break it, right? They're going to break it. You've heard it. I've heard it. Everyone's heard it. Absolutely. So what's what's a couple less glasses? Although it'd be weird when they come back to clear and like, I don't know,
0: somebody somebody mm. took these already. Yeah. Mm.
1: There is I mean, I can think of Offhand, like three different bars I'd go to and just take their glassware because it's gorgeous. Really? Oh yeah.
0: It's interesting. I don't think I have that.
1: Uh, there is one downtown um, where they all their stuff. Although I, I should also go to Dinah's and steal her glassware because it's gorgeous. But there's a couple downtown where I think they really raided the Goodwills and the Salvation Armies and got you know people's old like filigreed, beautiful cut glass mm-hmm. things and 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 it's all arrayed behind there and it's not mashed in, in any sense it's not like they. i love met. that i
0: love that um well i've already told you like we have in denver this place called the Br- brass armadillo that's this giant indoor flea market and yep. goodwill and everything and uh if you want vintage glassware like my little robin in a top hat
1: very uh, nice no- oh that's very nice
0: um See, mine's like not very interesting well, the problem is the beak on every one of these, I have uh, four or five of them. I think I had six, but I broke one. The beak is uh, sharp because it's all the beaks have broken. So the beaks will scratch you a little bit.
1: That was but, me crunching.
0: But uh, point being is anytime I see vintage glassware in a bar in Denver, I'm like, they went to the brass armadillo. <laughs>
1: We don't have that advantage in San Francisco, oddly. You would think we did, because our city is rife with tradition and bars, but if you take a little jaunt up into... Uh, oh, I was going to say Pasadena. It's not Pasadena. Damn it.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Um, anyway, you go up north. You're headed towards Napa, up on the 101, um, and you go a- a- anticuing, as we call it here in California. Anticuing. Um, and there are... Several places. I think it's probably like the Brass Armadillo, where it people set up little booths of their own mm-hmm. inside inside these giant buildings. And it's so I've got old clothes, I've got old furniture, I've got like this weird collection of Coke memorabilia. And yes, here's the glassware guy, right. and it's like just beautiful old stuff. And and sometimes like the some of the glassware um, apparently. Is coated with the color. It's, it's the glass is not the color; like it's coated. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe it's coming a, off a, a little film. bit. yeah.
1: Yeah, and but still, it's just it's beautiful and interesting, mm-hmm. and it shows its age uh, lovingly. Um, I'll think of the name of the city. I'll just look it up instead. Um, <laughs> I should know it offhand because everybody kind of stops there on their way up. Yeah, um,
0: we we have a lot of stuff that uh, Heather brought to the relationship from, you know, her grandparents and great grandparents. And we have little tea sets and, you know, a cup and saucer. And every once in a while I get a wild hair and I do a blue blazer. Cause I have the metal cups. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do all my fire retardant safety and then do my pouring above the sink. Um, <laughs> Because that's I don't, cool. I don't want to burn my house down, but I do like to play with fire. So that's
1: <laughs> everyone does. I think really, if you think about it. like Fourth of July, is that's all it's about. Exactly, exploding shit and playing with fire. Petaluma, Petaluma is the name of that city.
0: I've I've heard of that city.
1: Yes, if you are on your way north from from our 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 burg here, stop in Petaluma. There are various places you can buy some really nice glassware for cheap. If you try to buy the glassware here in the city, you're not going to find it because all the bars have already taken it, probably. Which is unfortunate, but true. It's honest. I'm just being honest with you. And it's worth it. Pet- Actually, Petaluma also is a very cute little city, and you can get a great burger there.
0: Man, I am on team pickled onion now. Like... <laughs> I'm so happy. Because you had... I think you
1: had serious I, doubts I, about I, the I kids was. Game.
0: I was derisive about this. I... I I I wanted to talk about the idea of you know what makes a drink a specific drink, because um, really this I I still can't get past the fact that this is just a martini with a different garnish.
1: Yes, I I kind of love the idea though that like dudes were like I need to conduct some business here, so like <laughs> don't really don't give me all the alcohol, like make me a special drink, but let me. I need to like, I need to know which one's mine, and no one's gonna touch a thing with an onion in it. Like they're not even gonna want it. And and then it became a thing. It became a separate drink, based on some shit that somebody made up.
0: Uh, <laughs> I just want our listeners to know that I just did a spit take into my pop filter. So. I was gonna, I was coming for you. <laughs> I wasn't gonna
1: say anything because it was interesting to watch. <laughs> but yeah. That was that was fun. It was fun for me, anyway. Yeah, I have some theater training, so I know how to cover for that shit.
0: Yeah, you all right? You you did a damn fine job. Thank you. I think, Uh, but I'm so.
1: Are there other? What other drinks can you think of that are so close to their antecedent, but have become their own thing based on? I I changed up the, the, the this. I can't.
0: I can't think of one that's as simple as just changing the garnish. Exactly. This is kind of stupid. Because but a, it, a martini with a twist is still But everybody martini. knows
1: what it is. If you ask for a Gibson in any bar, you're... I, but I wonder, because the bitters thing surprised me until I did look like, look, how do you make a Gibson? Well, Don't no, put no. bitters in.
0: I, I think 90% of people would not expect bitters in a martini really i think that's just cocktail nerds
1: huh i wonder so okay so there's a new guy at work um and uh, i was talking cocktails with him a little bit because we're pairing do you know about pairing i'm sure I you sh- do i sure
0: do i'm a yeah, programmer i
1: i hate pairing but anyway it's exhausting
0: it's, it's exhausting. terrible
1: it's an it's a it's horrible no, um, I mean
0: it. It's a good thing. There are good reasons to do pairing. Don't no. Don't even. Don't even try. No. Except but you're, anyway, you're in marketing and like you're, you're. Well, but I I do I do front end stuff. You do front end on, stuff on
1: the website. All yeah. right. So All right. anyway, so I'm pairing with this guy, and it gets boring. We're doing this literally like seven hours a day every day.
0: That's exhausting. Well,
1: we're we're both learning this new system that we're installing, but that's beside the point. But anyway, uh-huh. I was
0: mentioning, um, and he's new to the company recently. He's
1: new to the company, very young. Uh, he's from Seattle, um, but he, but I, but I mentioned on my break, I was going to go over to Cask, our, our our liquor store, and pick up some stuff, and that's when I was looking for the Vermouth, yeah. and I asked, and I said, "Do you want to do you want to come along and, and look around?" And he's like, "I'm not really, I'm not really a cocktail." guy and you can tell from looking at him because this, this dude is this dude is jacked like he's got abs it's really kind of embarrassing how how like does he crossfit he probably does he probably does everything i i just judging from like yeah it's ugh, he's got weird he's got veins where i don't even know where veins exist anyway um but he's he was one of those people who said gin tastes like a christmas tree to me yeah because of the you know the juniper
0: Heather says and, that, but she means it in a good way. Like she, she's happy that it tastes like but a he, Christmas drink.
1: He literally only thinks of gin as a martini liquor. He doesn't know what else to do with it. He's never because he doesn't like it in a martini. Mm. He and doesn't. I was like, oh, there's so many other ways to use gin that are amazing and remarkable and beautiful.
0: And he's never heard of a Negroni or a Last Word or anything. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> Because I so I bought that new the uh, Leopold Aperitivo, and the Nika whiskey. Yeah, and I was kind of showing him, and he didn't know. He does, he knows nothing about cocktails. There are still people out there who know nothing
0: about cocktails. There are, there are actually a vast majority of people, which is sad, <laughs> like, uh, but we, understandable. We, uh, I, we are the weirdos, actually. No
1: so. blame, no blame, um, but. I, I did feel that sort of evangelical side of myself coming up like, oh, there's so much I could introduce you to, 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 to like, there's a world out there that you don't know about because you've only ever probably had bad martinis, right? They, they, and then you went to vodka because you didn't like the gin.
0: Yeah, if, if he could try a martini with a really good gin and with orange bitters, it would probably change his world.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm also going to assume like they just used some cheap vermouth and probably like did the swirl in the glass and threw it out because that's right. not a martini. No. And talking about it isn't the same as experiencing it. True. And it, it it felt a little sad to me.
0: I yeah, but still, I, it's it's a realization like we the two of us have done this deep dive on this particular topic because we enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh there are so many people out there that don't like, they might know they like a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And or they've had a Manhattan and
1: didn't know that's what it was. Or right. an old fashioned for that matter.
0: Right. Or it's like, yeah, they drink wine. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole different deep dive.
1: It's like you want to take them by the hand and go to your favorite bar and sit them down at the bar and bring the bartender over. Yo, come here. I've got, I have the perfect candidate for you. Mm-hmm. I, I need, I, I want to educate this person and they don't know what they like, Yeah. Or we've, but they we've, do we've, know what they we've don't We've got like. a
0: noob. Let's have yes. some fun. <laughs> and, and even, I was thinking about this
1: in relation to the Gibson, how... I was thinking Gibson Girl. So is this a is this the female version of a martini? Are martinis supposed to be for men and and Gibson's for women? I, I and would, then I started I thinking would say about with the
0: onion. Like stereotypically, the onion's a stronger thing than the olive. Yeah, right? it doesn't it doesn't it,
1: not necessarily make sense. But then there are like drinks that are considered women's drinks, right? The Cosmo. Grasshopper, the Pink Lady, the Cosmo.
0: Yeah,
1: and they're not. No, they're totally not in the same way that they're not men's drinks. I'm sure there are plenty of ladies who who like a a, I can't even think. What's a man's drink,
0: Boilermaker, Manhattan, old fashioned.
1: But they're But yeah, so and and are they men's drinks? Because traditionally. So what were women drinking or were Uh, they not
0: all the same things at the time? It was all the same. But um, they,
1: but they, they tend to be like a woman's drink or woman's drink. I'm putting in air quotes here. Yes, tends to be sweeter, maybe has cream in it, uh, might have a froth on it.
0: I feel like all of that started in maybe the '70s, '80s.
1: Oh uh, yeah, but that, but the weird thing there, so the sexual revolution was '60s, '70s. Which is where women came forward and said, you know, I... Right, but
0: nobody was drinking cocktails in the 60s except for madmen ad executives.
1: Right. And they weren't necessarily cocktails so much as a shot of something.
0: Well, or three martinis at lunch and uh, old-fashioned before you went home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we've got, you know, I,
1: this is going is to... Is it sexist to say that women are doing more interesting things with cocktails than men are? uh because i think i i'm i I know i I know right i i I agree but i think that men tend to look backwards like what are the classics what can we improve on mm -hmm. and women are like fuck that shit i i want to i'm the ingredients that we have now are amazing and what what can we do with this
0: it's really interesting because i think the cocktail renaissance quote-unquote that we're at the tail end of right now yep. Um, like we're just living in the world of it like it's been built up um, you know there are people like Sasha Petrosky, there are people like um, Souther Teague Camper English all these people dudes but at the same time there's Julie Reiner there's Ivy Mix there's a whole lot of women involved with building yep. that up And I think sort of subversively the cocktail industry has this sort of equality situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I want to amend my thing to say it really doesn't make any difference anymore. Yeah. There aren't, there aren't men's drinks. There aren't ladies drinks. There aren't men's bartenders or ladies bartenders or any, any of that shit. Everybody is experimenting. Everybody's trying new things. There's this, immense sudden infusion of both classic ingredients and new ingredients and people trying like, what if I put jam in a cocktail? What if I put coffee in a cocktail? What, what is a cocktail? It's, it's a super fun time to, to be into
0: this. Yeah, I think so too. And the great thing is, you know, I just see such a community, like everybody's building each other up. And I do see some inviting cause I have so many Facebook friends that are bartenders. Like I, I get to see the feuds. I get to see the props and all that stuff. Yep. Um, but more often than not, it's like building each other up. It's like, Oh yeah. Everybody's every, excited. Everybody's so excited. Everybody's so, everybody's just a cheerleader for everybody else. And mm-hmm you know the competition isn't is it is it's not a factor like nobody's worried about like that bar is going to steal my customers it's like right that bar yes. is that bar is going to make more customers
1: cuz and the, the the guest bartender thing and bringing people in and sharing recipes and and yeah it's great we all benefit
0: yeah so i have i have one fun story relating to my Facebook bartender friends um, and relating to the sort of sexism <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean Kenyon who owns Williams and Graham in Occidental and Denver uh, which are like he's won Tales of the Cocktail Spirit Awards and all that stuff <laughs> he likes to make fun of dudes that ask for drinks in a manlier glass <laughs> what does that mean? Well, if it's... On like a, a stem. longer
1: stem? Like up uh, to my dick no, or something? No, or?
0: apparently dudes are afraid of stemmed glasses and they just oh in a rocks glass. Okay. Well, all right. I don't, I, I don't follow I fuck, that, but all right. I fucking love a coop. I, I love a, like, yes. delicate stemmed keep glass. Yes, keep drink cold. Yes. That's why it's there. So dumb.
1: Okay, Which, keep going. I want to hear
0: this. Well, no, I, I, I just really get tickled when he post something on facebook is you know hashtag so
1: ha- do do men really reject a drink because it's in the wrong quote-unquote glass the wrong glass
0: no they just ask for gla- they <laughs> asked for it in a manlier oh glass. they literally asked for it in a manlier glass god how insecure must they be terrible and they're probably on a date and they did that in front of their date holy shit that's
1: amazing <laughs> i have not heard that Oh, my God. I want to see that in action. I really want to. I like. I I, want to to it. I
0: I want to know the statistics of how many of those dudes got laid after asking to have their cocktail. Oh, my God. Blast.
1: That's awesome. That is such a good. (laughs) Oh, my God. No stem for me. I'm a dude. Yeah. Oh, I almost drank my.
0: Watch, watch, watch it.
1: Oh, oh wow i don't have any more and it's all
0: gone yeah me i'm also
1: i think the gibson i think we've covered the gibson
0: yeah i think
1: so too um yes. final and, thoughts does it does it feel like i've redeemed it for you do you feel okay now about the
0: gibson um i love <laughs> good pickled onions apparently so that's a surprise uh i still think it's just a martini with a different So garnish.
1: you'd really, you'd, you'd still just get a, you, there is there an occasion where you think you'd get a Gibson instead?
0: Uh, like at a bar? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair. Because I don't know what their onion situation is. And, you know. All right. That's fair. Most of the bars I go to don't have a Gibson on their menu. I, feel... I want
1: So I want to challenge you. I want you to go to your favorite bar mm-hmm. and now, and I want you to ask for a Gibson and see what happens. I want to see what they do. Because I know that your bartenders have turned their nose up at Aviations and other drinks we've done here. Yes. So I want to see what their reaction is if, if you ask for a Gibson specifically and what they make.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea if they even have onions on hand. See, yeah.
1: And... I... I I feel like I want to be the Gibson evangelist or something.
0: This is really interesting. Um, I'm totally going to do the onion and olive garnish mm-hmm. from here on out because I have a whole jar of onions now, so I need to work on that. Exactly. Uh, but I love that. That that was great. But still, that's just a martini.
1: <laughs> you can add a twist and an olive and an onion. And then I don't know what it is.
0: Triple garnish.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: The trifecta.
1: It's it. So you got the you got the floral, the lemony. You got the buttery of the olive. You got the mm-hmm. the tang of the onion. Yeah, your your tongue is on a super adventure. All on its own.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm into it. Like I'm, but I just I don't understand it as. A whole why it's why other it's a drink. different
1: thing, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. It 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 again, I can't think of another drink where they just changed the garnish.
0: Well because it, think about it, and we started down this path already, but a martini with a twist is very different from a martini with olives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's even more different from a dirty martini, but whatever. Yeah, dirty martini. I I've I've left by the roadside at this point. Like I used to like them back in the '90s when we were sure. Me too. When we were just waving the vermouth bottle next to the
1: exactly. And also at the at that point, I think I was a vodka martini guy. So I needed some flavor, and and the brine would give that to it.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I once once I discovered the notion of adding. Orange bitters to a martini—that mm-hmm. just sort of blew my mind and opened my world, and yeah, that led me to seek out better vermouths and better gins and more mm-hmm. interesting gins. Yep, um, because it just opens up, and you get to experience those flavors. I... The the garnish is one of those flavors, hmm. so, but like a twist and. An olive is still the same drink, so why should an onion an onion be a different drink?
1: feels like a question for the ages that will possibly never be answered until you're standing in front of St. Peter and maybe he can tell you. At the end of days, we will know why this is a Gibson and not a martini. And I, I just want to add, I'm definitely an olive guy. Yes. Same. given given the your druthers. i
0: don't i mean you're adding a twist with your garnish i i that like twist i would do both twist and olives twist, twist and, and olives
1: onions like or uh, yeah twist and olives and onions and does that make it a different drink altogether now i mean really you the, the sutton <laughs>
0: I don't think that's gonna be the Sutton. Like if if ever there's a Sutton it's gonna be something far more bitter and weird.
1: Ooh. Uh, well there's your challenge. Come oh, up with something bitter I, and weird.
0: I've I've been working on it. <laughs> like all I do is like, this is a new Amaro. Let's see <laughs> if I do this. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say the Cask has plenty of Amaros, lot tons of Amaros. I don't know why they're 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 lacking on the vermouth side, but t- they've yeah, got the Amaro but, thing covered.
0: That seems like quite a deficiency. Like they should. Well, even here.
1: so, there's a wine. There's a wine place like a block away from me, and and you would think that they would have a lot of vermouths too. Mm. But no,
0: no, I don't when know. You're just down the road from Sutton Cellars. You can. I eat, am, which is amazing vermouth. I've only managed to get one bottle because they don't distribute to Colorado, but
1: who. Oh. Yeah, it is amazing vermouth. If you if you happen upon it, then get it because mm-hmm. it's really good.
0: And then, all right, Jake. Further think... north from you, there's there's the <clears throat> Ransom Crew. They make a good couple vermouths and gin and whiskeys. Or yeah, gin, they're doing gin-skies. they're doing some they do some cool shit. All right, Lance.
1: This was fun. Uh, you get to pick the next one.
0: Yeah, we're... <laughs> it's getting harder to pick. I. Mm. We have so many choices. Have we done um margaritas? I don't think we have. There you wow. go. And yeah, and you can do a
1: lot of variations there.
0: We're we're leading right into summertime too, so
1: Yes, you can get the blender out and have some fun. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Although I'm a coin style guy, like
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I like a blended margarita. I like it's them cool. all actually. I like a rocks margarita, but they do have... I am a salted rim guy. They have to have a salted rim.
0: I enjoy the salt as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, plan for that in the future.
1: Yes, as, as the weather warms, it sounds like a good, good thing. All right, All Jake, right, thanks
0: very much. Heather says hi. Hi, Heather.
1: Woo! Oh, onions. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Good Bye, night. Jake. Bye. Yeah, see, (laughs) I've learned.